Chad could say I'm almost out of gas, but really he has a quarter of a tank left. When I say I'm almost out of gas, that really means I have about three drops left and I'm gonna roll into the gas station hoping the car doesn't die before I get to the pump. It's the same phrase, I'm almost out of gas, but really it means two different things. This is the Connecting Couples Podcast with The Real Emhoffs. Hi, I'm Chad Emhoff. And I'm Angela Emhoff. And we're excited to bring you a new series of our podcast about speaking the same language as your partner. So many of us have words that we use to express something to our partner. I know I, as a pursuer, really want to try to speak clearly to Chad to help him understand either what I'm feeling or what I need him to do. And so many times I see the look on his face isn't of understanding and comprehension. Or there are times when he has really thought out the right answer. He's giving me the accurate information. He'll go into specific details. And I look at him and in my heart and head, I'm thinking, what are you even talking about? And so we talk about this a lot, this idea that we can be trying to communicate something clearly to our partner, but that doesn't mean that they're clearly understanding it. And we want to give you guys a language to be able to understand each other better. For the last several series, we have been relying on you and these connect points to sit down and have a conversation using your own language. And so now we want to even help you refine that so that when you talk, your partner can understand what you're even trying to explain to them. Which this seems so elementary in some ways, but I want to tell you that it's not. It's fundamental to human experience, right? We start to know each other. We start to learn words as little kids. We start to know ourselves. So the way that we relate to the people around us is through words. The way that we describe our experience, the way that we ask for what we need, the way that we get our job done, the way that we do so many things requires this language. And we get pretty good at it. Most of us find ways to communicate with other people that work. But in intimate relationships around the things that are maybe the hardest to share, I feel like sometimes we just miss that. And we learned it somewhere. We learned what sadness or these other feelings are somewhere. So as a little kid, what we found is that if, if a little kid gets responded to well and the parent helps them describe their experience, they see the tears on a child's face and they pick the child up and say, oh, you're sad or, oh, you got hurt. That hurt your knee. That's a boo-boo. That's really important to the, the development of language. It's really important to the expression of our experience to another person. And if we can clearly articulate as a kid our experience, then we get responded to more often. If we aren't able to clearly articulate our experience, then we don't get responded to so often, and then we come up with solutions on our own. And a lot of us, pursuers and withdrawers, have gotten very good at coming up with our own solutions after not being responded to. That's actually where pursue and withdraw tendencies come from, this protective action that we take after being misunderstood or not seen or heard. A lot of times in those places where we might get, I'm going to say, dysregulated or we might get kind of stirred up, we don't have someone else to help us co-create that meaning, to help us not only understand what's happening for us, but share it in a way that we can get responded to. Chad and I kind of joke in a way that there are things we say on a daily basis that we think our partner should understand. Something for us as simple as Chad could say, I'm almost out of gas, but really he has a quarter of a tank left. When I say I'm almost out of gas, that really means I have about three drops left and I'm going to roll into the gas station hoping the car doesn't die before I get to the pump. 
It's the same phrase. I'm almost out of gas. But really, it means two different things. That's Very different things. That seems like a pretty simple thing. But if we translate it into what we're talking about on a daily basis when it comes to deeper feelings or maybe even hopes or expectations of each other, it can really get us into a cycle quickly when we don't think our partner understands us when we're trying to articulate what's going on. I want to shift it a little bit to pursue withdrawal, like how that tendency shows up in the way we have found to word things. So for a withdrawer, a lot of times I'll express details and facts of a situation that are kind of removed from experience. I'll, I'll go to my head and kind of go through the logical steps. If I say, hey, this has gone on at work, right? This, I'll tell you exactly what the places were, what time it was, how it went, what the arguments were, and, and almost building a case, right? A, a logical case for what I've experienced. And then I think, I hope in some ways that my experience, my detailed explanation will give you some sense of what it's like for me. But as a withdrawer, I haven't had a lot of experience of being able to share what I felt in my heart, my gut, my body, that kind of stuff. I normally go to logic and go to my head because that's where I found that I can get a solution and vicariously get responded to through the action, through the thing that's going to come next. Because you can see my case and you'll kind of get it and then you'll respond to me. So as a withdrawer, it kind of keeps me out of it. It literally takes me away from my experience in order to get response around the situation that hurt me. The interesting thing is when he goes into all that detail, since we're starting with the withdrawer side here, I'm the pursuer listening. He's five or 10 minutes. If I even let him get that far in, (laughs) he's two or five minutes into (laughs) the specific details of some intricate thing. And I'm lost. And I have no idea how he wants me to respond or what I'm supposed to know or if there'll be a test on this later. So I kind of cut him off like, what are you even talking about? Which shuts down. I am explaining it right Any now. Any <laughs> ability for him to get underneath it. I think about the fact that we're about to buy a piece of equipment. We're actually about to buy a new lawnmower. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, get a lawnmower that cuts the grass. That's <laughs> my extent. And Chad has got like his consumer reports out and he is now read the details of the level at which each grass blade is trimmed and how much horsepower and how much and he is going into detail and I just want to know what color is it like (laughs) we're not speaking the same language and so he can go into this detail and it's valuable to him and it's important to him and I can really miss what he has put into it or what he's trying to even communicate or align with me on if I don't take the time to go what are you really saying and what do you need me in this All that space research, for? that effort, that time, that energy, it really does mean something. So if you think about the withdrawer, and I'm going to use my own story, I'm not saying male, female, whatever, a withdrawer who falls down, hurts their knee and, and really gets told, suck it up, don't cry, you're fine, be a man or be a, be a, be a lady, be whatever the thing is that you are and, and don't, but don't express it that way. Right. Uh, so I have to get up and, and now I'm limping and somebody says, Hey, you're limping. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Fell down, got my knee, but I don't express what I felt when I hit the ground. I don't express how my knee feels right now. I just say, yeah, my, my pants are stuck to my bloody knee. Right. <laughs> I know that sounds awful and maybe it it's does. a terrible image, but, but I'm like, 
I literally ignore the messages that my body are sending you, me, and I give you what I think is important. Some details. Yes, this happened. I'm going to be fine. Let's keep moving. Somebody told me I was going to be fine and I didn't need to express that. And so I don't. I go to details. I go to facts. I go to the story. I go to the consumer reports and so that I can make the right decision and not fail at buying the lawnmower. But I haven't expressed how important it is to make that decision, yeah. how imp- how much weight I feel around that decision. Or so making the wrong decision, or what happens if it, all of the stuff that gets kind of impacted by this decision yeah. and what he's trying to communicate. So I flip that. Let's use the scrape knee, for example, on a pursuer's side. And I don't even want to, again, stereotype a female or a male, but let's say I'm in that scenario pursuers tend to have a lot of words. So even in this particular series, when we started talking about this, we realized that a pursuer could say, I already have a language. I just need my withdrawer to speak it. (laughs) But in reality, a lot of words doesn't necessarily give my withdrawer perspective on the thing I need responded to. As a matter of fact, so many words can actually cloud or kind of distort the real message that I'm sending. If I scrape my knee and it rips my jeans and I, you know, and I'm bleeding, I might not only be crying, but be super expressive into maybe similar details. Well, first I was on the playground and then I tripped and then I fell down and then it hurt and then I screamed and nobody came and now my pants are ripped and these are my favorite pants. And I'm just like a lot of stuff happening deep down. I just need somebody to respond to me. Both sides of the relationship here trying to communicate something to a partner that approaches the same thing differently. That's often where we get sideways in these relationships. That's often where we start to have a fight or we start to feel unseen or misunderstood. And part of what Chad and I really want to do in this series is help you not only articulate what it is that is happening for you, but also give your partner some words around responding and a different perspective on what is happening for the partner. So what we're going to try to do is help you communicate more clearly about what happens to you on a daily basis, about the things that are hard, that are fun, that are, that are sad, all of it. We want to try to develop that language between the two of you so that you can discuss the things that are happening in the here and now with your partner and get a, a, a clear and clean response to the places where you hurt. So practically, if I come home and I say to my wife, hey, it's been a hard day, right? And I, and I just walk on past her. There isn't very much room for her to respond. I haven't really been clear about my message. She may know that, oh yeah, he looks not so good, or she she may not know that. She may just kind of go, okay, he says it's hard a lot of days. The context yeah. for his hard day is completely oblivious to me. Yeah. I kind of know maybe that means he had a hard day with his clients, or maybe that means he had a hard day with his boss, or maybe that means for me, if I had a hard day during this season, it could be I have allergies. Just because he says I had a hard day doesn't mean that I yet have any clue what he's really talking about. Yeah. So what we're trying to do is help you understand yourself first so that you can express to your partner what that hard day is. So if I'm a withdrawer, a lot of times I might come in and say I had a hard day and give the details of work and and really never really talk about myself. I would have a tendency to do that, kind of list off the things that happened. While that 
can be useful at times if, if we work in the same field or maybe I get, I need some feedback, but it doesn't really get my heart responded to. I wouldn't call that a bonding conversation if Angela has a really good solution to my problem at work. It's just a solution that I'll have to implement tomorrow. And what we're trying to do at home, what we're trying to do in this primary relationship, the primary place where we get responsiveness is share experience. If I'm hurting, the place that I want to take that to is to my wife. And so I need to have some words for what that hard day does to me. I need to have words for how it lands on me. And not just that it's a hard day, but what exactly is a hard day? Is that sad? Is it overwhelming? Is it scared? I mean, maybe work has gone wrong or maybe things, maybe the job isn't going and I'm scared for us. And how does that impact how I see myself? There are so many nuances. I walk in the door and I say hard day and just keep going. And my wife has no idea about the experience that I'm living in. And that causes me to behave differently at home. What it could possibly do is trigger something in me that goes, uh-oh, I know what it's like when Chad has a hard day. Now we're about to have a hard night too. Or even if I start asking all these questions, well, what was it about? Well, what was this? Well, what was that? That's me almost trying to mitigate that the night doesn't go bad, but I still don't really understand his experience. So this is really both sides. It's not only that the person sharing is going to learn how to speak a little bit more clearly so their partner understands, but it's also that the person listening, the partner who is hearing you know, that your partner had a bad day, that you can ask for clarity if you don't understand or if you are not sure what they're saying means the same thing that you think it means. Yeah, well, and, and this is where the opportunity is, Angela. If we can show up for each other, that hard day, the way it literally is resolved, it's not by me coming up with an answer for your work. Correct. It's by me responding to you. And in 10 minutes, our entire night, our entire experience can be shifted. We can have a really great experience. And so I come in, say it's been a hard day, and you respond to me well, and now we have a different evening. We have a night where we're connected, we enjoy our child, we go for a bike ride, or we spend time together, and, and that hard day goes away. It literally allows my body to go to a different place because I've been responded to. You know, one of the saddest things about all of this is that this doesn't just happen around the bad things. I mean, we all go through hard things in life. We all go through difficult times and have hard days at work. But the saddest thing for me is that we go through good times too. And a lot of times those good times are unexpressed. We don't know that we feel connected or yeah. that we feel close. So I'll come home and feel really excited to see my wife and my child and get to spend time with them. And they'll, I'll come in the door. And it's not that I just say I've had a hard day. Maybe I'll say, come in the door and I'll say, hey, I've had a good day. And I walk on past and I go to the living room or I go change my clothes. And what does that even mean? And I say, oh, that's nice, dear. And in my mind, that means we might have a nice evening, but I don't really go, I wonder what a good day looks like for my partner. I wonder if I ask for clarity, if he can start sharing with me the experience that he had today. It's not only this negative place that we want you to consider so you get responded to. Connecting couples also means that we want to connect you in the places where you have success, where you have joy, where you feel connected, where you feel good. It's important that we also learn to articulate those things to our partner too. Yes. And if we don't have words around what we experience internally, whether that's a heavy, sad place or whether that's a light, joyful place, if we don't pay attention to our body, we won't express it. Yeah. 
we cut off our bodies a lot of times and just do the protective thing that we know as a pursuer or withdrawer. And then we end up not expressing the good. And then we wonder why we're just living life getting through. So the hope here is that you wouldn't just come home and say, this is my hard day and let's spend time in the sadness, even though that's important because if we want to get out of it, if we want to handle and show up for each other, that is important. Yeah. But our hope here is that you would actually take the time to go, I'm having a good day. And this is what it's like for me to come home to you and experience you and feel good and connected and hopeful about us. And that we could have words around the good times too. Celebrations and, and joyful moments sometimes are the most vulnerable, right? We, we get excited for the birth of a child or we get excited for a birthday or a, an anniversary and if we don't know how to express what it means to have that child, what it means to have that 20 years of marriage, if we don't, if we don't take the time to reflect on that and describe the internal effect that this relationship has on us, then it goes unsaid. And then we start to wonder and question, like, what, what are we doing this for? What is the hope here? We hear a lot of therapists joke that couples will call in and say, we have a communication problem. I was having a conversation about six or eight months ago with a woman who said, my husband and I have a communication problem. And I said, do you feel like you're not communicating clearly to him? And she said, oh, no, I communicate clearly. And I said, <laughs> then I think there's an understanding problem that's there that's that we can feel as the communicating partner, withdrawer or pursuer, that I am sharing what I need to share for you to understand. But then we don't take it a slight step further and say, then what is it that is keeping you from being able to understand? And can I ask for clarity or can I be curious about it enough that we can get rid of that distortion that happens between the message and the receiving? And that's what we're going to ask you know, as we move forward in this series, we're going to say, can we start to break down what those messages are? And really in this first segment of this series, our connect point is pretty straightforward. We want you to take some time and think about a moment when you and your partner weren't communicating clearly. So if it's me and Angela, I'm going to take some time and I'm going to go, okay, there was a moment when me and Angela were talking about that thing, whatever it is, and I know she was passionate about it, but I really didn't understand it. What we're going to ask you to do is share that with your partner. We're going to say, we got off to a weird place when we discussed that thing. And I really do want to understand what is happening to you when we're discussing that. We're going to try to stay curious. This isn't to cue up another fight. If you just had the worst fight of your marriage, don't go back to that one. <laughs> what we're saying is a time when there was a misunderstanding that threw you off a little bit. And you know that it probably had to do with the words, with the language that y'all were using. And so take the time to be curious about that place. Say you're interested. Say you want to know about what your partner was feeling. We want to make sure specifically not to cue up a fight. This isn't a, hey, remember that time I was communicating to you clearly and you weren't understanding me? Let me take another pass at a clear communication. <laughs> That's not the goal. The goal is to recognize that sometimes your partner is trying to tell you something and you're just missing it. And so really it's owning that receiving the message didn't land the way you thought your partner wanted. So just like Chad is saying, I would say, hey, Chad, 
you were really trying hard to explain to me the importance of choosing this particular lawnmower. And I know you spent a lot of time that I just dismissed, and I hate that I dismissed it. I'd love to be curious. I'd love to try to understand why it was so important to you. Is there a way that maybe you can try to help me understand that? We're asking about our partner's experience when we didn't really get it. I'll even encourage you, even if you can't understand it right now, it's worthwhile to say, I do want to understand. I do want to know what your experience is. But right now, I just don't get it. And I am here and you are important and I do want to hear it. Take some time to do that. We'd love for you to look at this and especially around this communication piece. And we really are going to try to unpack this as we go through this series. Thanks so much for checking this out with us. One of the best things you can do for us is to share this podcast with another couple you think might benefit from us or give us a like or a comment on iTunes or on Spotify. We'd really appreciate that. We thank you so much for listening and we'll catch up with you in the next episode.